Hello and welcome back to Southern Nights. I'm your host, Alicia. So, I had a couple of ideas for a topic to talk about a couple of days ago. And did I write them down? I did not. Nope, I didn't do it. I thought, I'll remember that. I remember thinking that. And yet here I am, wondering what I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> um, my husband goes on vacation starting Saturday. Yay. So this week is like a precursor to what the next week is going to look like because he's been working the later shift this week which means he's here all day and every day has been like a slow crawl all freaking day. He plays Fortnite for hours and hours and hours. And then I have to just sit there in silence. The kids can't walk in front of the TV because, you know, he gets mad because it's interrupting his precious fucking Fortnite. Who else hates Fortnite, by the way? You know, I mean, I thought kids played it. None of my kids play Fortnite. It's just him. It's just him. I don't get it. I, I, I really, I don't understand it. I really don't. It looks boring to me. I'm like, wow, you do the same thing every day. You shoot at each other and you run. And yay, some days you get to win and do a stupid dance. Whoopie freaking do why anyway so starting on Saturday I feel like I will be expected to cook every fucking day for the next, next like uh, nine and nine ten days oh god and watch Fortnite. <laughs> the only thing that's probably going to happen that will... I don't want to say it'll be a good thing because it's not a good thing, but it is. Um, I think we finally decided to go ahead and... Um, um, put our dog down. That is not doing so great. Um, it's just been, I don't know, all she does is sleep or, well, it's like having a newborn, honestly. They sleep all day and up all night kind of thing. And, and, um, she keeps having accidents and now she's sleeping in weird places during the day that she never slept before. And, um, I don't know. It's just, she's constantly hassling. So I don't know if it's anxiety or pain or both or, I don't know. But um, that's allegedly um, supposed to be happening um, on his vacation. So, and as I've said before, there's a lot of emotion regarding it because she's been there for so long and there's so many memories 
And while she's a pain in the butt, she's obviously a very good girl, even though, you know. And, um, like, she grew up with my kids. And she got me through some really tumultuous years. But, um, I think we're both ready. I feel selfish even, like, feeling this way. Like, I'm a little bit glad that, um, the last two years of this stuff with her being weird and different and, um, not quite herself will be over. There's, like, um... A relief feeling that there might be an end in sight. Um, you know, and I don't want her suffering until she passes on her own. I mean, I've hoped that she would just go to sleep and die peacefully in her sleep. Um, but I don't think that's happening, and so... Um, it's just going to deteriorate to the point where she's just in pain and or confused about the pain and where she is and who she is and who we are and it's already getting bad so I know it's time and um, so it'll be better for her to not go through any more trauma and uh, upset than she already is and honestly um, it'll be good for us to not have to watch it either. And, um, I'm primarily the one dealing with most of her issues. Um, because she's like bonded to me. So she's always right there with me wherever I am. Um, if I get up, she used to just follow me everywhere, no matter what, it, what it was. And now... I mean, she does still follow me, but um, she's sleeping so soundly during the day that sometimes she just doesn't even notice. And, um, I can't go anywhere without her freaking out. Um, her anxiety is really, really bad, so. I feel a lot of pressure in my head talking about this because... I know there's judgment from others about when the right time is. And I don't mean any of my listeners or or family and friends that are more aware of how bad it's been with her. But um, my my mother... And even up until last week, my husband, um, he finally admitted that he realizes that she doesn't recognize who he is. It takes her a long time to kind of remember, and so he can pet her, because she doesn't really let us pet her anymore, because... Um, she thinks something is trying to attack her or something, I guess, because she's mostly, um, blind. Um, so she just sees something move out of her peripheral vision and, 
um, it spooks her. And it's really sad to watch this. And I think he finally sees and understands how bad it is. And he says he's watched her on the outside cameras when she goes outside. And he has seen her just stand there for like 15 to 20 minutes at a time and just stand there. She's not like smelling around the yard like Emma does or she used to do. She just stands in the place and acts like she's confused. She's, um, she wobbles like she's going to fall over and he finally, he finally sees all of it. So I'm like, well, it's about time because I've been aware of all of this for about a year and a half, at least almost two years. And, um, so I'm, I'm kind of not looking forward to hearing what my mother's opinions are because who knows um, you know, and I've, I've, do, I've done this whole thing about, um, how my mom is, how it's affected me. And I kind of wanted to touch on the, the letter that I wrote to my mom when I, I read it on here. Um, I don't like that, um, I referred to my kids and my dad is flying monkeys. And I know, um, because, um, not my oldest, oldest, well, I mean, he sees it too, but the other two, they definitely see and have been, um, my oldest is her golden child, basically. He gets away with everything, and, um, but even he knows she's um, toxic. And um, so they all are aware of it. The problem lies with the fact that everyone still kind of sort of lives there. And that is like home base for family get-togethers. So it makes it really, really difficult. So um, I don't know how other to describe them um, without making it sound bad. But that's not what I meant. So little correction on that um but there my dad definitely is my dad definitely is um he knows that she's like that but he makes excuses for her and everybody is just supposed to hop to it and kiss her ass and and it's just like when his mom was alive um I well none of us grandkids really liked her because she played favorites amongst us and it was very uncomfortable, and finally I got to the point where um, I wouldn't put up with it anymore. Um, when I was 16 and had my own car, and I was just like, I don't have to. If I have to go over there, um, you know, I'll say hi to everybody, and then um, I, I would leave. I drove my own car over to, like, family get-togethers, and I would just tell my mom that I'm leaving, and I would go. And, and back then, even, my dad would try to make excuses for his mom and her behavior and try to get me to go apologize to her and make up to her. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, so, I feel like there's just so much family bullshit from both sides and I, I, I really wish I had um, 
realized the extent of it earlier and made better choices earlier, but here I am now and I'm hope I see if I'd have realized it, it would have ended with me. And now it's like me and my kids have to put a stop to it. Um, and I hate that so much. I hate so much that um, it, it fell onto them too. And there are so many regrets I have in regard to that. And I know I can't go back and I can't see what I didn't see. And, and I realized that... Um, because of uh, I hate saying this, but the abuse that I suffered, um, the trauma from it, um, that I wasn't able to see it until I got some distance away from it, and um, and so I know I can't hate myself for the choices I made um, living in a survival mode because especially during that time not only um, was I coming from a home that I was raised in in that environment I had married an even worse um, toxic person, narcissist, um, like, he's horrible, um, and then trying to rescue myself out of that ended up with another one, <laughs> I mean, the trail of poor decisions clearly as a beginning in um, my childhood and and while I realize the reason I made the choices that I did and even if a couple of my children understand it I still feel so bad that uh, it didn't stop with me because I knew I knew when I had kids that I didn't want to raise them the same way my parents raised me um I was aware enough um to know that to be like okay like I don't like screaming arguments to get my point across and I really hate it when anybody makes me um get in the defense mode of raising my voice I really really despise it so because my mom is a screamer um she was always screaming at me at dad I mean and I didn't want to raise my kids that way so, I mean, I might raise my voice, but I never did just scream and make everybody scared and run for the hills kind of thing. What I prefer is conversations. 
I prefer to talk out the issues at hand and um, handle things calmly. That's what I prefer. And um, and I have stuck to that. I have I have definitely done that. <sighs> wow, I didn't think I was gonna cry in this one. <laughs> anyway, um, because this has become my therapy session thing, where um, I still fear my mother's judgment and. I still seem to be seeking her approval that I know I'll never get. And that's on me. I have to work through that. I'm aware of so much. And and more and more every day, I'm realizing more things about myself. Um, I'm actually... Becoming even more self-aware than I thought I could. I, I'm all, already... Um, pretty self-aware person and so this is interesting going through and doing um, shadow work and um, I even got myself a workbook to help facilitate going through um, and doing the shadow work and um, for my healing and for um, what's left of our family um, to um, help keep it all together as best I can from my side of things. And, um, I really wish that I was to a point where if she says I'm going to be like, okay, okay. If she tells me I'm selfish, okay. And maybe I will, maybe I'll start doing that. I mean, maybe the fact that I even thought of it is proof that I'm ready to implement this. Because if I can't um, separate from any toxic person because of familial ties and um, situations, then um, I think maybe the best course of action is just be like, okay. You know, like, let them think what they want to think. I'm not going to change their mind. They're not going to change mine. And that's just how it is. And um, I think you have to get to a point um, in these scenarios where you are just not letting it phase you. And obviously, I mean, it still does phase me. But maybe with practice, you know. And I basically have just avoided um, as much as I can I avoid I don't even like texting her because it's going to end up like it did in the one that I read out to you where she's getting these digs in and I just like I read it and I was like what the fuck and I rolled my eyes because like oh here we go again kind of reminds me of when my dad came over and was like, your mother's been crying all day. And I'm like, well, what's new? It's all she ever does. You know, it was a manipulation tactic. I was aware of it at 20 years old. And it's just still the same. It's just the same. And, um... 
Um, it's a lot of heavy feelings, a lot of heavy decisions about heavy situations, heavy things. And I'm going to miss my dog. But I'll also be glad she's at peace. The guilt, man, the guilt. Like, I still wonder, is it the right time? Am I making the right decision? And you know, if it was anybody else's dog and they were telling me all these things that I see and witness, then deal with that I would tell that friend yeah I think it's time you know but when it comes to me I'm not supposed to mess up I'm not supposed to disappoint I'm supposed to be perfect and make perfect choices I don't know. <laughs> Where's my sweet little girl? <sighs> grown up and having to make grown up choices. You should try it sometime. Not only have I had to live through some extreme scenarios that I probably wouldn't have if I had grown up in a healthier environment. I've had to raise kids through these things and hope that I was doing a good enough job that when they go out into the world, they won't perpetuate the cycle of this crap and that they won't choose bad partners. And I'm scared. That watching me go through these things is going to make them do the same and I don't want that for my kids I want them happier and healthier and and loving caring relationships and And not wondering if I'm going to be mad because it's time for them to put their pet down, you know? Like, I don't want that. I don't want them to be like, oh, God, what's mom going to think? <sighs> In other news, let me lighten this a little bit before I have to say bye. I remembered the other day I had a flash memory come across my mind of a Miss Piggy doll from the 80s somewhere where she had a plastic head, makeup on. She had her blonde hair and curls and she was wearing a purple dress and had little purple slippers on her feet. And... I had forgotten about her. Um, I played with her a lot, though, and I loved um, feeling of her hair. And um, <laughs> so I was kind of happy that that memory just crossed my mind. I don't know 
how I accessed that memory, but um, I did, and it made me smile because I liked that doll. And um, so I looked it up, and um, from best I could tell, it was like it came out in 1983. So I had her when I was very young because um, I was born in 79, but I remember... I remember her, <laughs> and I also remember um, getting an Alvin doll, um, <laughs> I went to a private school for kindergarten because of where my birthday fell, if my mom had waited to put me into school then I would have been like one of the older kids in the class, so she decided to put me in a private school in pre-K and kindergarten. And um, so she made friends with another mom. And that mom, her name was Marie. And she had two daughters, maybe a year or so apart in age. So they went to this school as well. And um, their names were Angie and Amanda. And uh, uh, I've got trauma from those kids, too. But anyway, um, I ended up getting really, really, really sick um, from having tonsillitis. I mean, I was really sick. And um, so I was in the hospital. And Marie came up and she brought me a brand new Alvin doll. It was still in the package and everything. I remember running up the hallway, too to her and she handed it to me and that sticks into that memory that's <laughs> I loved Alvin he was my favorite um <laughs> funny the things we remember sometimes just out of the blue and um anyway uh I wasn't intending to make this heavy and weird and <laughs> um thank you for listening this far if you have i really appreciate it um i also want you to know if you've gone through um a traumatic childhood and traumatic relationships um i really and truly do feel for you it is so taxing on the nervous system and with the way it changes how your brain works it is difficult to deal with in daily life because you have to try to undo what's already been done and rework those pathways when you learn that it wasn't a healthy way of thinking and behaving before. And so I commend you. Um, on your journey because I know if you've listened this far you too are in the healing stages and it is difficult and you're not alone and I truly truly do care about you I truly do with that I'm gonna end this thank you so so much again for being here for listening 
I love you all. Good night. <laughs>